are listening to Ouija Broads, and this is Devin. And this is Liz. And I can do that again if you want, but I am punchy, and I think we're just going to go with it. Okay. Are you okay with that? With that terrible intro of mine? I'm very okay. Oh my god. Right now, I'm, it's been hot all day, and I'm in what's, I think, technically a closet. (laughs) (laughs) It's half a room. Scientists haven't yet determined whether this is a closet or half a room. But. <laughs> I think you get to call it whatever you want. I think it gets yeah. to be a uh, a dressing room, yeah. perhaps, or there we go. Um, you know, your studio. I, mm-hmm. girlfriend, you live in a hundred year old house. None of those rooms are going to be standard size. A hundred and twenty. Yeah. <laughs> what a grand old dame! My goodness. Or more. Did I do that math right? I can't remember. Goodness. Um, that's not a segue at all to what I'm going to tell you about, but that's okay. Can you tell me about something that would provide a segue? No, I'm going to tell you a joke instead. Oh, okay. How do you keep a ghost safe in the car? I don't know. Well, Liz, you fasten his sheet belt. <laughs> what's a ghost's favorite street to live on what a dead end (laughs) no Liz it's a boulevard (laughs) (laughs) that's so good (laughs) I'm thinking about ghosts like 50% of the time so. Oh, that's like me and sharks. Yeah, you and sharks, me and ghosts. Between the two of us, man, we should actually do a trivia night sometime. Yeah. I don't actually know anything about sharks. I just think about them a lot. <laughs> I think about them whenever I'm near the ocean because they're going to get me. Mm-hmm. They just see your legs and your toes and they're like, oh, I'm getting in on that. Uh, sharks are really old. They have been on this planet for a really long time. So I yes, guess my segue. nailed it. They don't have to change. It's like crocodiles. Why? No, you climbed out of this primordial ooze as a tank with claws and teeth and the bite strength of of a fucking crocodile. Why would you change? What are you going to do? Grow wings? You don't need wings. The food comes to you. Idiots wander into the Mississippi all the time. You're fine. Yeah, you just got to stay in the water. Everything needs water. Here they come. Shoot. Done. Shark planet. Eat you. Shark planet. Gosh. <laughs> I hate Okay, shark you were going to talk about things being really old. I was trying really hard to make a segue, but what else? I, shark planet has got me all riled up, and now I'm, it's a good thing my living room has all of its lights on, because I'm kind of freaked <laughs> out. Um, well, let me take you back. Liz, let me take you back like 150 years. Oh, my math isn't so good. Okay. Maybe this is only 100. Yeah, well, that's all because the story starts in the middle. Story does well, not let me start ask in you, the Are you like me and you think 150 years ago was 1850? <laughs> this is 1874. So I gave myself, I gave myself a little bit of buffer. But 1850 does sound more like 150 years ago. Mm-hmm. Liz, we're getting old. We're almost 20 years into the 2000s. It's wonderful. It's horrible. We've made it it's so far. So We've seen so many bad. things. We've seen so many things. 
seen a ton of shit. Fidget spinners. (laughs) (laughs) Re-legislating the major wars of the 19th and 20th century over Twitter. Christ, over Twitter, over fucking social media. Oh my god. Well, fuck. Elijah Davidson in 1874 didn't have to worry about any of that shit. He didn't have to worry about fidget spinners. He didn't have to worry about Twitter or fossil fuels or, you know, his cholesterol because they didn't live that long back in 1874. (laughs) Yeah, that was back when they're like, you seem sickly. Have some more pork. Beef. You need red meat. Pastry shell. You're looking wan. (laughs) Right? Right? (laughs) Well, now you've got too much blood. Let's put some leeches on you. (laughs) Even it out. Yes, right? Oh my goodness. Well, Elijah, luckily, was alive in 1874. They hadn't leached him too much. He hadn't eaten questionable meat too often. Because if it weren't for Elijah, we might not have discovered something in Oregon that's really cool. Um, Elijah was living on the almost Oregon-California border, very southern Oregon, and uh, there's a small settlement there, and one day he's out in the woods with his dog Bruno, and Bruno sees a bear. Thank you for continuing the trend of always knowing what the dog is named when we talk about dogs and stories. I read two different articles, or uh, two different websites to figure out what the dog's name was, because the first one didn't tell me. And Crucial. this needed to happen. Uh, Bruno must be a descendant of the cool dog that was hanging out on the beach in the beeswax story, because yeah. I forgot his name, but it's important that we knew it at the time. Um, Bruno's a badass. Bruno sees a bear, and he goes, <laughs> fuck you, get out of my forest, and he chases the bear. Oh, Jesus. Elijah's also a badass because he's like, well, I can't let my dog get eaten by this bear. So he chases the dog. Oh, damn it. No, cut your losses. Cut your losses, Elijah. Nope. We've got a little old lady who swallowed a fly situation. So (laughs) bear is running away. Dog chasing the bear. Elijah chasing the dog. And the bear slips into a cave in the side of this hill. And Bruno, lickety split, hot on his heels, goes right the fuck after him. Oh, no. And Elijah... I'm sure cursing a bloody blue streak goes fine. And he goes into the cave after his dog. Elijah, I mean, I like dogs, but come on, man. <laughs> You're not going to airlift you out of this when you call them on your cell phone. You're just going to be, hey, remember Grandpa Elijah? I wonder whatever happened to him. <laughs> I wonder what happened to him in yeah. Bruno. Weird. Um, did you watch, I bet you didn't, did you watch the... Uh, What's the zombie movie with Will Smith? I Am Legend. I Am Legend. I did, did you watch that? that? my fingers. What? Are you yeah, kidding me? You fingers. don't remember you... watching I Am Legend with me? We didn't watch that yes, together. Yes, we did. We watched that with your now ex-wife. We watched it when we lived together in the South Perry District. And you, like a genius, no way. texted your brother and let him know that we were watching I Am Legend. So right at the end, when everything is closing in, and you think that Will Smith's ass is going to get eaten up by zombie vampire whatever the fuck, your brother pounds on our front door as hard as humanly possible and runs away. You don't remember that shit? No. no. But you know, I remember. he left a tray of brownies, so we kind of forgave him. 
my brother's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's just tension, moaning, tension, moaning, tension, moaning. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> oh my god. It was a 4D oh experience. Oh my god, all of our senses. Oh shit. Oh, I love it. I'd forgotten that. <laughs> I don't know how I did. Bless you. Well, okay. I read a study that actually um, having a partner makes your memory, it, your your short-term memory decreases because you rely more heavily on your partner to remember things for you. Hmm. So clearly, I see you as a partner <laughs> and I just get to forget the shit that happens to us together because I'm like, whatever, other half of my brain will remember it. Oh my god. Have I shown you, so I was looking at the Humane Society website, and at this point I think they've just given up, and they're starting to tell you what the pit bull is mixed with. Oh god. Because it's just like border collie, and you're like, oh really? (laughs) Yeah. Really? Is that true? Why are its eyes a foot apart on its head? (laughs) Right? Why does it have a permanent smile? And these wall eyes. Like a fucking cinder block. <laughs> I don't remember Shiba Inu looking like that, but okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> what part of that is the terrier, the, the Pomeranian, yes, the part it ate? Yeah. <laughs> like, is this what the dog wishes it could be? Or... <laughs> yes. What going with? Oh. But yeah, I like the idea of just making it up and just being like, this is an Irish wide yep. mouth. This I had That's here so is smart. the uh, Croatian elk terrier. <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna argue with me? It's my dog. Yeah, it's my dog. What the hell? What do you mean I can't bring that into the dog park? It's not a pit bull. Yeah, it's it's a Lebanese boar yeah. hound. <laughs> it's a so Siberian there. jumper. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get really weird with it be like it's a it's a fleet-footed noodle yeah. <laughs> i got the papers you want to see them fuck off out of here it's a sable tip jeffrey <laughs> <laughs> just be weird with it just be all like fuck man it's a dire wolf yeah what this is my shunk what are you gonna him? do he's protected <laughs> He was a really big deal in the 1880s. I wouldn't mess with him if I were you. Could be anywhere between 100 and 150 years ago. <laughs> it's entirely possible it was only 100 years ago. <laughs> that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Liz, how long ago was 1874? Did I call that? It's about 150 years ago. It's 140... 100 Shit. Oh, Devin, don't expose your ignorance don't do on air like on this. A podcast? Don't do math on a podcast. Christ. Anyway, 1874. 1874. 1874. Elijah hauls ass after Bruno into this cave. And if you've ever been in a cave, um, you know, modern days, if you're in a cave, it's probably because you're on a tour and they are lit. But once you get about 10 feet into a cave, it is pitch fucking black. It's dark in there. But Elijah, our hero, it's really dark, right? He is intent 
on finding Bruno. So, so he lights oh, a match. Oh, thank God. Like, what's he going to do? Just, like, grab the first yeah. furry thing he finds and haul it out? And if it's the wrong one, just throw it back? <laughs> He's just a pissed off woodchuck. <laughs> so he hooks it back in there and then goes in after Bruno. No, he's got some matches. So he's lighting a match and he's, he walks in as far as the match will go. And when it extinguishes, he lights another match. This gets Elijah pretty far into the cave. But when he gets to Bruno, what happens is he's out of matches, Liz. Well, why didn't he's he out of matches? damn matches so he could get out of there? Elijah! Bruno took the whole pack. Bruno took the whole... He loved his dog. The reason I brought up uh, I Am Legend was because Will Smith hauls balls into the place where the scary Dracula zombies are to save Sam. Thank you very much. And it's super dark and scary, but he ends up saving Sam. Mm. Well, that story must have been based on Elijah and Bruno because Elijah gets to Bruno, but now he's stuck in the dark in a cave with no light and a very pissed off bear somewhere. Luckily, Elijah is a smart dude, right? And what no. happens is he stumbles upon. <laughs> False. <laughs> Debatable, Devin. Debatable. Luckily, that's not evidence. <laughs> How can I rephrase this? Elijah is a woodsman. He's, 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 being outdoors? I don't know. He followed a bear. So, <laughs> Point is, Elijah notices a stream. And he figures, okay, well, if nothing else, we're going to follow the water. So Elijah and Bruno follow this stream, and it leads them out of the cave. Oh, you lucked out. You lucked out. And this is how we discovered the Oregon Cave. Which is now... You know, the 4,500-acre National Park, Oregon Caves National Monument and Preserve in Southwest Oregon near California. Whoa, okay. It's a big deal. This cave is, um, you know, the surrounding rock is 190 million years old. This cave is a million to a couple million years old. And as far as, as all of the archaeological evidence suggests, this is the first time a person was in a cave. Even even the Native American settlements that had been there for like 1,500 years, there's no evidence to suggest that the Indians in the area ever went in the cave. Because they're smarter than Elijah. <laughs> and so are their dogs. Well... So far, we seem to cover kind of dumb ones. But I think Elijah might be my history boyfriend because I love a bearded, woodsy man who saves his dog. That's every guy in the Northwest. Uh, deal with it. How, why do you think I married a Northwest man? <laughs> because he's bearded and woodsy and loves his dog. That was such an adjustment. Elijah's my kind of dude. We were like out in Lake Coeur d'Alene one time and I just looked around and I'm like, everybody here looks like a wildling. Everybody here. Oh my god, don't they? Giant tattoos and is like seven feet tall and has all the hair. Don't they? So I can, over here in Boston, I can find Jason in a crowd at all times, except for when we went to the Renegade Craft Fair <laughs> and it was full of hipsters and every dude there was a big dude with a beard. <laughs> One time I lost him there. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you um, brought your own. Absolutely. But over on the... No, I think that humans are basically goldfish. So everybody on the East Coast has been crammed into their little cities forever. And so they they 
they're that big, you know, that is their space. But you come out to the west and it's like a goldfish will expand to fill our space. So we get tall, we get broad, we get, you know. Nailed it. Hairy. Bigger. We get hairy. Hirasuit folks. I mean, that's, it's pretty easy to come up with Sasquatch out here, right? They're just some, oh, they're just some hermit dudes living in the woods. And they've just reverted to their natural northwestern state, (laughs) which is big and hairy. Yep. Oh my god, I'm not letting you tell this story. I'm sorry. I'm getting punchy. That's fine. This just means that, you know, we're 23 minutes in. I haven't actually gotten to the story, which involves a ghost, by the way. And so it's just going to be one of those really long episodes. I hope people are buckled in. The Oregon Caves is cool as shit, my friend. It's a soluble cave. And what a soluble cave is, it's when the when water has eroded usually limestone and created a cavity in the earth. So the Oregon Caves has surrounding limestone, but what's really neat about it is the walls aren't limestone, they're marble. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, the the limestone metamorphosed into marble during the same geological process that created the Klamath Mountains, which is what... um, it's the mountain range that the cave is in. And so the Klamath Mountains are all part of this subduction zone that created a mountain chain, like how most mountains are created. Um, the main cave has paths that total about 15,000 feet. And addition, in addition to this main cave structure, they found eight smaller caves, um, Outside the cave, there's a natural spring that feeds the creek that Elijah found. Outside, it's called Upper Cave Creek. Inside, it's called Cave Creek. But of course, in the last, oh, 60 years, it's been renamed, and now it's the River Styx. (laughs) Metal. That's a good one. Um, It's actually the only underground river in the National Wild and Scenic River system, which was a... National Wild and Scenic River System. I don't know that anybody listening cares, but I care. It was a congressional enactment from the 1960s that was aimed at protecting scenic and important waterways. So it's kind of cool that this is the only underground one in that whole system of rivers. That is, yeah. So Elijah discovers this cave with the help of Bruno and the bear, right? And it's a cool thing. I mean, this Jason and I have been to the cave, so it's one that I can say... I've seen. We went on the Discovery Tour, which is a 90-minute tour that takes you through all of the open public areas. Um, In October, they have a couple special uh, haunted cave tours Mm -hmm. where they will tell you about ghosts and legends in the area. The area is also known for Sasquatch sightings. Um, I found one article that said that there was an accidental suicide in the cave one time where somebody uh, a weapon discharged uh, a guy's weapon discharged and he accidentally killed himself but the national park service that runs these tours they won't tell you what they talk about on the tour you have to go take the tour so i couldn't figure out what spooky stories they tell visitors but i guess that just means that you and i have to go there definitely some october um But once this cave was discovered, people thought it was great. And so for the next 20 years, they try to turn it into a tourist destination. Hmm. But it's, I mean, it's the late 1800s. Like, cars aren't a thing. Highways aren't a thing. So 
you probably can guess that this was pretty unsuccessful. Um, it didn't, the Organ Caves wasn't a tourist destination until 1920s, 1930s, when, you know, the Forest Service starts managing lands, tourism picks up because people have cars and they can drive places, and the National Park Service starts erecting um, the ranger stations that we now, you know, kind of know in that, that, um, national park rustic style, you know, it becomes a place people can go. Right. Um, so today it's a lot more successful. Not only does it have the, the lodge, it's got the caves where you can go on tours. And in 1934, they built the nearby Oregon cave chateau, which is a six story, uh, hotel. So it gave people a place to stay when they came to the caves. That's crucial. Um, my favorite part, I think, in the whole, like, 1930s get people to come to the caves is that apparently um, one of the campaigns that they had to attract tourists were called the cavemen. And they were a bunch of men that would dress in animal skins and they'd go hang out at like nearby turnouts and scenic <laughs> viewpoints oh, and they'd take pictures with tourists and they'd hold annual events and they'd be like, Ooga Chaka, come <laughs> see the caves. Oh my god. <laughs> that was so their viral marketing back then. Anybody ever lived in these caves, but that didn't stop them from getting oh. cavemen. Absolutely. This is the 1930s, Liz. This is, yeah. They were not really into the whole, <laughs> let's be historically accurate. Um, I'm sure these dudes looked like the Flintstones, you know? That would work they on had, me. Like, the, the, I'll be <laughs> this real. all it would take would, would be a Barney Rubble to come up to you at, like, some lookout and be like, hey, baby, you want to <laughs> check out my cave? I got a mastodon I want to show you. No, this is back to Blue Lake Rhino territory. This is murder. This is just murder time. <laughs> this is not murder time. This is not murder time. There, Well, murder time happens in a little bit. I'm going to tell you about murder time shortly, but I want to tell you um, about the cave a little bit first. It's... I know that we talk about paranormal stuff, and I'm going to get to it, but this is one of those weird Washington Pacific Northwest Oregon things that I think... I mean, it's a natural wonder. I think it's definitely something that is weird, but it is so fucking cool. I mean, it's it's a cave made out of marble, right? And it's got it's got um, these different rooms in it that are named. Miller's Chapel is really famous for um, the spleotherms that it has. Spleotherms are what you collectively call stalactites, stalagmites, oh, okay. and columns. So really, um, just keep it with the whole tradition of never being able to tell what those things are. Stalactites with a T, they have to hang on tight. And stalagmites have to be mighty to push themselves up. So that's how you can tell those apart. (laughs) Stalactites are on the ceiling and they hang down because they're hanging on tight. Okay. Um, And collectively, they're speleotherms. They're what? Yeah, speleotherms. You're so smart. What's your little mnemonic device for that? I can't speleo it, but I can, I don't have one. Um, <laughs> Points for trying. I don't have one. 
<laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Um, so those are cool. Speleotherms are secondary mineral deposits. They're made when water courses either down the walls or from the ceiling and the minerals in the water build up over millennia. Um, despite these being made out of minerals, they are really fucking fragile. And when people first started going to these caves, they were like, shit, yeah, souvenir. And they would just break the fuck off of the stalactites. Um, they would carve their names into the, the marble. We saw a lot of really old graffiti in the cave. You know, people in the 1880s carving their name and then 1889 or whatever year it was. And that kind of becomes into the marble. Own, right? It, yeah, 150 years later, it's cool. But at the time, you're just like, really, Jim? Or Jedediah? Or I guess whatever your name was back then. Like, for fuck's sake. So, um, actually, when we were on the tour, I remember... I mean, there's obviously a strict no-touching policy. Any of the oils or bacteria on your hands, if you touch the marble, it can erode it. It can it can fuck up the, the ecosystem in there. Um, but so there's... On the, on the tour, there are over 550 steps that you have to climb at various points. And there was one huge stairwell that, uh, you know, it's these metal stairs that goes up through the cave. And it's just, it's just open air below you. Yeah. And there was this family that had these three fucking shitty ass kids on the tour. And I wanted to throw them off of the stairwell. Yeah. But before I could do that, one of the kids was playing with his hat and he drops his hat over the side of the stairwell. So it falls like two stories to the cave floor below into a restricted section, which is not supposed to, you know, like the scientists that go into this area are suited up. So he drops his dirty ass head germy hat into it. And the mom had to go to the tour guide and be like, oh, ha, ha, tee hee, little Trevor, my angel baby, accidentally dropped his hat. And the ranger just was like, but being so professional and was like, you can't do that. Like, we think we can get it back for you, but no one is supposed to be back there. So we're going to continue the tour. He had to radio another ranger and a scientist. They had to come out and do like this retrieval to get the hat. And they gave it back to the kid at the end of the tour. And I just wanted to like murder the whole family. You should lose your hat privileges, right? Don't you think? Minimum. Fuck you, little kid. Oh, my God. They should have lost all kinds of privileges. They should have anyway, not been in there in fucking, the first damn place. No, they should not have. You have to be over 12 years old to go on the tour, I think. And, like, there's all kinds of... I mean, it's it's 44 degrees year-round in the cave. You can't go on the tour if you have a heart condition or if you get claustrophobia or if you Whoa. get, um, you know, vertigo or anything. Uh, there are sections that are just beautiful, like the Ghost Room and Miller's Cathedral are open and expansive and gorgeous. But then, you know, I also remember, like, we went through tiny little sections. You had to to duck, and you aren't supposed to touch the top of this cave wall with your back, you know, with your clothes. Uh. So you had to definitely crouch down to get through it. Um, apparently, back when they first started doing tours in, like, the 30s and 40s, they hadn't found an exit so it was a cave where you walked in and then you did a hairpin and came back so people would get all jammed up in there when the tours were crossing paths can you imagine i mean i'm not claustrophobic but that yeah that'd make me scared yeah uh but now it's it's a tour that 
has an entrance and the exit is separate. That's good. Um, among the cool things, so people probably weren't in that cave, but animals have definitely been using this cave for ever, or at least for the last like 120,000 years, because um, they have found fossils from the Pleiadian and Holocene eras, nice. which are about that old. Uh, one of the really cool things they have, which is rare, is they've got a grizzly bear fossil that's like 50,000 years old. Um, they have a jaguar fossil that's about 30,000 years old. And then I read on the National Parks website that the, the rare things that they've found are a mountain beaver and a blue grouse. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what either of those things were doing in the dark. Like, I get bears and jaguars because, you know, whatever, they're going to go make a little cave house. But, like, the fuck was a blue grouse? Grouse are stupid birds, so you know he wandered in there on accident. You, oh my goodness! I mean, have you ever heard air uh, tooth marks in them? <laughs> they probably should have. You would hope that like a bear ate them and brought their carcasses in, um, but it doesn't appear to be that. It appears to everything I read online is just like it's a it's a full fossil. Here's a mountain beaver. Okay. Here's a grouse. Um. So there you go. The other thing that people know about the Oregon Caves is that they're home to bats. Bats! A lot of fucking bats. I love bats. Um, One of the things when we were in the caves there, you can't wear any clothing. Even if it's been washed, you can't wear any clothes. No, stop. (laughs) Let me say that, Can't. It was a nudity tour, Liz. I loved it. I'm not sure how that kid got his hat past the guard he must have been smuggling that (laughs) you love it um you can't wear any clothing that you have ever worn in any other cave because um what happens is there's a fungus that uh kills bats it's called white nose syndrome and it is really easy to transmit yeah so there are uh five different at-risk species of bats in the cave and Unfortunately, you know, they've all been impacted by white nose syndrome elsewhere in the state. So they're trying really hard to keep it from impacting the bats in this case. I hope they can pull it off. I hope they can, too. Um, I read that in 2008, the decline of bats nationwide led to 2.4 million pounds of uneaten insects. Uh. Bring back bats. More bats. Enough. We need more bats. I mean, and of course, that kind of bugs means increased uh, pesticide use by farmers. It means increased bats that we deal with. It means bats, or it means uh, mosquitoes carrying West Nile virus aren't eaten like they should be. Uh, It just, like, fucks up the whole ecosystem if bats go. So, I'm rooting for those I little guys. I a bat house and put I it up bats. by my house. I have bird feeders, but all I do is just oh. yell at them about being assholes and eating all their food too fast, so. <laughs> Are yep. you old? Are you an old man? And I didn't know it. I into my grandpa real fast. <laughs> what? It happened real fast. Yeah, you did. I remember your grandpa. He was always worried about where the yep. dog was. Yep. Where's the dog? Is that the same grandpa? The birds doing? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And that was Lady, right? The little Cocker Spaniel or no, something? No, uh, Britt's dog is Lady. That was um, Lukey. Luke. Oh, yeah. 
Lukey. Yeah. Oh my god. How are the birds? How are your birds doing, Liz? Other than fat, fat yeah. and eating too fast. <laughs> I didn't know what I was getting into when I impulsively bought a bird feeder. I didn't realize the lifestyle I was committing to. Bless you. Yeah, that's you go through a lot of food. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they knock it all over the porch, and then to... I don't refill it, and I'm like, "Eat the food you have, assholes." <laughs> They're not gonna. They're not gonna. <laughs> You're just going to have bird seed on your porch. Yeah, no, it's just a really tight, closed system of me feeding birds and calling them assholes, and they don't care. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I'm going to get my John Deere cap in the mail any minute. You. Yes, you are. Oh, you're going to start smoking a corncob <laughs> pipe and sit in your rocking chair. Do you own overalls? Uh, not yet, but the 90s seem to be coming back pretty hard, so... They're coming back hard. Hard, and they are great for gardening in because you never have to tug up your there pants. There you go. Now, when you wore overalls in the 90s, did you do the thing where you'd like unbuckle one strap and kind of racy Oh my look? god. Oh my god. Liz, I couldn't wear overalls in the 90s because I was too fat. You know how they're supposed to be baggy on you? <laughs> I was too fat. They fit like skinny overalls. Oh no. <laughs> Oh so no, God. but I wanted to. I had a I had babysitter Barbie, and she came with overalls, and she was pretty urban hip. She had a pacifier necklace, and she came with one of her overall straps undone. Hot, yeah. I wanted to be like her. Yeah. Did you do it? Is that how you wore your overalls? I don't remember. I just remember you wearing ponchos, my friend. Mm, yeah, I had that rad poncho I got at the state fair. You did. You had to borrow 20 bucks from Desiree for that. Yep. To be fashion. To be so fashion. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love it. Well, I mean, throw back to the 90s. I'm going to take this story all the way back to 1934. Okay. That'll be a much bigger throwback. I told you that the chateau was built mm-hmm. in the 30s. It was completed in 1934, and it was specifically built to house the visitors that were coming to the caves And it was built and furnished to look rustic. The furniture in it today is the same furniture that was in it in the 1930s. Apparently, it's a really fucking trendy and expensive style of furniture. It's called the Monterey style. And it was two furniture designer brothers in the 30s made this. And now, like, a single chair in the Monterey style will go for five grand. Oh, yeah, so the Oregon Chateau is just, like, this rinky-dink little hotel that has, like, a gold mine in furniture in it. Um, something about the way it's built, this just to give you an idea. So it's, it's rustic, it's six stories, but it's built in a creek bed. So it kind of spans this little valley like a dam mm-hmm. would. Um, it's, it's built into the side. So levels one through four... Each of those levels can have a ground level exit because it's built into the hill, right? So it's levels five and six. The the entryway is the main entrance is level four, and you go in, and that's where um, that's where you'd find the lobby, and then the guest rooms. There's a few on that level, but most of them are on level five and six. So those are the only two that don't have ground for. They're up above everything. Um. It's beautiful. Jason and I went into it when we were there. We went into the main lobby, which I don't remember much. But what I do remember is they have a main level 
diner. Apparently, the uh, dining room is on the bottommost floor, and it's uh, they diverted the stream, the creek that runs through it, to go through the dining room. Mm, fancy. So apparently, it runs through the hotel. I didn't see that. We went. Uh, we went to the little diner there that has the original wood bar and um, very like soda fountain looking thing. Anyway, not only does it look rustic, it is rustic. It's got electricity, but there aren't telephones or televisions in the guest rooms. It's meant to, you know, unplug you from nature. The chateau, for all of its beauty, also has a kind of sinister dark side that I think you would be interested in. I am. It's Um, You always are. You're so good to me. Uh, Supposedly, room 310 is haunted by your namesake. It's haunted by a woman named Elizabeth. 310 is 13 backward. (laughs) (laughs) What are you, Jim Carrey, and this is the movie 23? (laughs) Oh my god, I love it. Uh, way to take away from the gravity of this situation, Liz. I'm going to tell you about this ghost anyway. Okay. 310 is an attic-style room. It's got dormer windows that are beautiful and look out over the creek. Uh, and it's on the sixth floor. And shortly after the hotel was built, a woman named Elizabeth and her new husband had their honeymoon at the chateau. Honeymoons never end stayed well in- on Ouija Brads. <sighs> Not in this one. They sure don't. Well, Elizabeth's husband was not going to raid her safe deposit box. (laughs) He was after the box of a hotel chambermaid. Oh. Uh, Elizabeth found him boinking a maid on their honeymoon. And the story differs a little bit. Some say that she ran up to her bedroom alone, and others say that her husband pursued her. But what we know is this. Elizabeth fell out of her window from the sixth floor, landed on the dormer below her, and finally fell the remaining five stories to land in the creek bed below. Ouch. Now, was she pushed by her husband? Did she jump out of her own volition? We don't know. But regardless, her spirit is said to have stayed at the hotel. The staff believe that she stays in room 310, but when the room is rented, Elizabeth doesn't want to share the room with them. So instead, that's when Elizabeth goes wandering. Um, When 310 is occupied, you can hear moaning and crying coming from a nearby linen closet You'll feel a gust of wind uh, brush past you as you try to enter 310. You'll hear footsteps in the hallways. But mostly mostly what Elizabeth likes to do is haunt the kitchen. <laughs> this is a ghost after my she, own heart. I too like to hang out in the kitchen and go in a closet if I'm going to cry. In the kitchen, right? I mean, housemaids will say that she um, unmakes beds, that she'll strew towels about. Yes, me. But yes. really, it's the <laughs> You, tick, tick, tick. Uh, mostly, though, apparently the cooks hear her. She rattles pots at night. She's blamed for making their soufflés fall. <laughs> Um, 
She, uh, what else does she do? Does she leave half-drunk glasses yeah, she, of water everywhere? She does not, uh, as far as I know. So that's all you. <laughs> she, uh, apparently hits the cooks, though, rattles dishes. Um, the, ho- the, the staff keep a, they kind of downplay the whole haunting thing. Apparently it's not listed on their website. It's, the staff won't comment publicly on it. However, they do have a book at the front desk that you can look at. It's the big book of hauntings or the ghost guest book, uh, depending on who you ask what it's called. But it has, if people have a paranormal experience, they'll add it to the book if they want. Um, One of the things that is in this book or one of the, the several things in this book are crayon drawings by children who will draw a pretty blonde woman and say she's Elizabeth and that they've seen her in the hotel. I'm going to send you a link because one of the freakiest things to me in this book is a photograph taken, you know, before digital cameras in the kitchen. uh, Someone snapped a picture near one of the walk-ins and you can see the reflection of a woman in 1930s, very clearly see the reflection of a woman in 1930s dress and hairstyle. Oh, wow. Liz, I'm going to send you this link right now, uh, and we can post this you know, when the episode airs, but it's a link to a Facebook page called Haunted History, and it's got photos from the Oregon Chateau. And if you go to photo two, someone has taken a reflection through glass, and you can oh, see, can see the that. photographer's reflection... But do you see the woman in the left of the screen? Yes. It looks like she's posed now, for a photo. That is what people say. They think it's a photo of a woman on the hall, on the wall, excuse me, behind the photographer. And that's what it looks like to me, because it, it does look very mm-hmm. posed. It also says, you be know? a germ buster, wash so, your hands. <laughs> That's just good advice. <laughs> I bet Elizabeth was into hygiene. Yeah, it is just good advice. Um, but if you click one more photo over, oh, yeah, that's where you're seeing the be a germ buster because it's much enlarged. Um, but, you know, some people say this is Elizabeth. Other people say that it must be a photo on the wall behind. Um, you know I want to believe in ghosts, but that sounds like a really plausible theory is that it's just a reflection from a photo or that it's fake, you know, that it's a digital manipulation. On the other hand, if she knew it was a photograph, maybe she would have struck a pose. I, whenever a camera is within smelling distance, I am sucking my stomach in, lifting my chin and arching that (laughs) eyebrow. So I don't blame Elizabeth for being photo ready. So the story differs a little bit. Did Elizabeth jump out the window? Was she pushed out the window? A couple other sources say no, she hanged herself from a beam in the room, while others say no, she slid her wrists in the bathtub. It boils down to people having paranormal experiences in this hotel that they attribute to a woman who died, who was named Elizabeth, who was 
killed or died on her honeymoon. But, Liz, the kicker is that there's no record of any death at the chateau. There's no newspaper articles. There's no police report. There's no NPS records. There's nothing to suggest that a woman actually died in the chateau. We just have these urban legends from at least the 60s of people Mm. reporting ghost activity in the hotel. Yeah, I think that would get covered. You would think so. Um, People who want to believe in the story, of course, say that, well, no, it was when the hotel opened. No one from the NPS wanted bad press on this hotel. They didn't want, you know, they wanted the hotel to be lucrative. It had to pay for itself eventually, they hoped. And then also it's possible that it was, it's in a, I mean, the the cave is by no town. It's by nothing. The closest town nearby is Cave Junction, and it was a one-horse town Mm -hmm. if it ever had a horse at all. Um, So, you know, what newspaper was going to report on a death in the 30s when a lot Mm -hmm. of stuff was happening anyway? So it's possible that this death did occur and that it wasn't reported on for a variety of reasons. But people who go there today still post in forums and on TripAdvisor saying that they've had paranormal experiences. Um, The area is also apparently known for Bigfoot sightings. And the Viewmaster was conceived at the hotel. It was made actually for Those little things that you'd hold up and go click, 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 click. Oh my god, I love (laughs) those. Apparently that was conceived of at the hotel. That's amazing. So that's the Oregon Caves and the Oregon Chateau. Oh, Viewmaster. I wonder what happened to mine I had when I was a kid. Did you have, like, mm-hmm. Disney reels? Because that's what we had. Disney reels, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, what do you think? Um, I gotta say, I feel like it's a little better when you've got actual evidence that somebody died, like with Louis Davenport or whatever. Yeah. But, I yeah. don't know. I think that's... I mean, I think at minimum you go there and you get to see some amazing caves. Absolutely, you get to see some amazing caves. I mean, the area is just beautiful. It's it's gorgeous. They have um, the NPS also does like an introduction to uh, rock climbing class that you can sign up for there. They do candlelight tours, not just during Halloween, but during Halloween they do their special. Um, haunted tours and it's really close to the redwoods so what i'm thinking is that we need a ouija broads road trip and we can go check out a lot of really cool Mm. stuff that sounds amazing and then we never come back because sasquatch got us well he needs brides liz and i read sasquatch hunters almanac thank you so much to mary by the way for sending that to me so that i can say that i've read it now um, and yeah, what I took from that is that he lives a long fucking time and he needs new brides every now and then because they get old and wow. he doesn't. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I didn't laugh enough in this one. No, it's, there's a lot of cool stuff going on in this one and the caves are interesting. I would get, I'm really surprised that the ghost story is not in the caves, but I guess it sounds like nobody lived there. So maybe somebody died there when his weapon discharged accidentally, but. Yep. 
yeah. found that in one article. But I mean, I guess if you and I, we really are going to have to go to the caves on this uh, haunted tour yeah. if we want to find out more ghost stories. Um, because apparently there are more things to talk about, but this is the one that you find when you search online. I imagine the ghosts just show up and the people are like, you can't be in there. That's a restricted area. Don't get plasm on this. Yeah. (laughs) Did you wear that sheet in another cave? Did you wear that sheet? You are clanking your chains and it is disturbing the bats. The, The little albino isopods floating in this pool are very upset. Maybe that's what the Oakville blobs are. It's just ectoplasm. Yeah. Ghost poop. You know, ghost poop. I like it. Jellyfish ghosts. (laughs) Who says jellyfish can't become ghosts? Not me, certainly. So, man. Oh, my goodness. I'm hungry. Me, too. (laughs) I'm hungry. So you can edit that part out if you want me to wrap it up. I'm ready to uh, do an outro. Go for it. That's it, Liz. That's the the Oregon Caves and the Chateau, and I bet it's close enough that I wouldn't be surprised if some of our listeners has visit have visited those places. So I would definitely love to know on social media if anybody's been to the Oregon Caves. Yeah. Um, if you want to interact with us on social media, you can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. You can listen to us on Podbean, and you can also listen to us on iTunes. And on either of those platforms, you can subscribe. And on iTunes and Facebook, you can review us, which we would very much appreciate. That just totally makes our day. I know it makes my day when I see that people have reviewed us. I think that's really cool. Oh, yeah. And I bet it makes your day as well. I'm going to talk for you there. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, folks, we would love it if you would live weird. And die weird. And stay weird. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Man, could you hear my stomach?